Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, well, here we go. This is Vince with you on The RR Show. We've got a theme for today's episode, kind of loosely around parents. We've got tales from the front desk, dealing with a desperate mother. Looking through my notes here, we also got a few from, of course, r slash entitled parents. And then I think we're going to wrap things up with a great story that comes from r slash pro revenge. Let's do it. I got scammed by a desperate mom. Posted by NateDog2049, r slash Tales from the Front Desk. A couple of nights ago, I received a call from the front desk at a neighboring property, telling me about a lady who was in the lobby. To sum up the situation, this lady was a local who said her pipes had frozen and burst, causing a flood in her home, which she rents. The landlord was out of town for the holidays and she needed a place to stay. She had four kids with her as well. The front desk attendant explained to me her manager wasn't on duty, so she couldn't get permission to lower the room rates and was asking what my property's rates were. I said I had permission to lower rates in certain circumstances and to send the guest my way. She told me how grateful the guest sounded after being told this and to expect her shortly as she only had a certain amount of money. A few moments later, this visibly distraught woman appeared in my lobby, and I proceeded to offer my condolences on the situation. She thanked me and even showed me pictures of the damage. She then went on to ask what my rates were and if she'd be allowed to stay for two nights. I explained we'd need a card to be authorized for the full two nights plus tax. And then I saw her face drop. The woman asked me if there was any possible way to only authorize as one as she gets paid shortly and the rest of the funds would be in her card by checkout time. Let me be clear. I know the policy. I also know what it's like to be in a bad situation and seemingly alone with nobody who can help. So I decided to authorize her card for one night and made keys for the room for two. She thanked me multiple times and I felt good about myself knowing that I was in a position to help. This good feeling only lasted for a short while. Two days later, I received a call from my general manager at home informing me this lady and her four kids skipped out on the bill when she came down to ask that her room be extended and her card declined. Being as how I was the one who checked her in and chose to try to do a good deed, I was responsible for the unpaid nights. This both infuriated me and saddened me. 
I'm not mad with my company or my boss or even myself. I knew the rules and the consequences. What's getting to me is the lack of ethics in this world. Desperate people making unwise choices is one thing, but to take advantage of someone who offers assistance and a listening ear in a troubling time? Lesson learned. Be very careful who you choose to trust. Posted by Second Holocaust Incoming under r slash entitled parents. My father wants to reconnect with me after 20 years. My family gets mad at me when I refuse to talk to him. All the names I'll use are not real names of these people. Cast, me, M25. My sister, Maria, F21. Our mother, Anna, F44. Our father, John, F45. For background, my parents met in their late teens and soon had me. Three years later, they had my sister, Maria. When my sister was one year old and I was three years old, my parents got separated. They never got married because my father cheated on my mom with a woman who's over 20 years older than him from what I've been told and they're still together now. Growing up, mom never told me or my sister too much about John. I know that both his parents and his sister pretty much disowned him after he cheated on my mom, but they are irrelevant to the story. Anna never got full custody for us after that because she didn't know how. Back then, she didn't know what full custody even meant. But John was still sending Anna 200 euros a month for each of us until we became 18. I soon moved after turning 18 to live with a friend and in 2021 moved to another country where I currently live. After that, I only kept a little contact with my mom and almost none with my sister. Fast forward to the 31st of August on my birthday. I get a call from an unknown number. I pick up and the following conversation followed. Me, hello, OP? Yeah, who's this? It's me, John. I'm sorry, but I don't think I know you. I'm your dad. I'm sorry? How are you? Why did you call me? It's your birthday, right? Yes, it is. Happy birthday. Again, why did you decide to call me now? Don't you have a new family? Yes, I'm married now, but I have no other kids other than you and Maria. At this point, I was in disbelief, so I ended the call. I couldn't understand why he decided to call me after 20 years of no contact between us. He tried calling me again, but every time I ignored the call. The next day, mom called me. Here's how it went. Hello? Why would you hang up on John? Mom, are you serious right now? Yes, he's changed now. He wants to have a son and a daughter again. I guess it's just a bit too late, don't you think? Stop being dumb and go talk to your father. No, you go talk to him if you want to. I have nothing to talk about with him. After I said that, I hung up. Both my mom and her side of the family and also my sister have been blowing up my phone daily. I already blocked some of them. He hurt us badly and everyone decided to forgive him out of nowhere for no apparent reason. I am not forgiving him. I'm thinking about cutting off contact with the rest of my family if they keep defending him. A good father does not leave his children for 20 years and then out of nowhere decides he's entitled to having a relationship with them. I'll keep y'all updated on this, but for now, I'll be going with no contact with them for a while.
We've got another story from Second Holocaust Incoming, posted under r slash Entitled Parents. The title, Entitled Aunt, demands I give my watch to my spoiled cousin and slaps me when I won't give it to her. Cast. I, M24, have an aunt, F45, who has two daughters, F18, F16. We'll call them EA, Entitled Aunt. GU Good Uncle, M49, GC Good Cousin, F16, and Entitled Cousin, F18. EC's birthday in early January, and since they, EA, GU, EC, and GC, live three hours away from me, I decided to visit them for EC's birthday. Now, there's one thing to note about EC. She's never been told no by EA, my entitled aunt, whenever she's wanted anything. So she is spoiled as an 18-year-old can get. On the other hand, GC has always been more grateful for what she had, unlike her spoiled sister. GC never asked for expensive phones, necklaces, and weekly manicures like EC does. When my father's dad passed away, I inherited from him an old Rolex watch with a leather strap, which I always liked to wear on my hand to remember him, as my relationship with him was very close when he was alive. On EC's birthday, I gave her a silver necklace as a gift, which she didn't even thank me for, but that was expected from her, so I didn't mind it. EC has an iPhone 14 Pro Max from EA and GU, which made her yell out of joy. The cake EA ordered was with dark chocolate and raspberry glaze and a huge white happy birthday EC on it, which was honestly the best part of the whole birthday party. Later that day, EC noted my watch and the following conversation followed. Entitled cousin, Hey, thanks for the necklace. Me, you're welcome. I thought you weren't gonna thank me for it. Of course I would, but I noticed the watch you had. Yes, it was given to me after grandpa died. Grandpa died? When? She thought I was speaking of EA and my mom's father, which is alive. No, my dad's father. Oh, sorry, I didn't know he died. Yes, I miss him a lot. He gave you a really nice watch, didn't he? Me, knowing where this was going. Yes, he did, why? I was just wondering if I could give you back the necklace you gave me in exchange for the watch. What do you think? No, this is more than a watch to me. I just can't give it to you. Entitled Ant, who overheard the conversation, joined in. Oh, come on. You know how much EC likes the watches? Plus, it would fit her so nicely. Me. I said no. Now, excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. Entitled Ant. Okay, but first, give us the watch, and then you're free to go. Uh, sorry, what? You heard me. Give me the watch. I already told you no. Now, please leave me alone, or else I'm taking her necklace back. Fine, but I'll let your mother know how rude you were to us. Entitled cousin. But, Mommy, I want that watch. Now, keep in mind, she was an 18-year-old crying about not getting an expensive watch for free. Entitled Ann continues. See what you did? You made EC mad. God will not forgive you for your actions. Proceeds to slap me across the face. I went straight to the good uncle, GU, and told him what had happened. So he went to them. Good uncle. What are you doing? Entitled aunt. What do you mean? He's being so rude to my baby. She's an adult. Why do you keep acting like she's a toddler? You're taking sides. Good uncle continues. No, I'm not. Why would you slap him? Entitled Aunt continues. Because that's what brats like him deserve. Good Uncle finishes. All right, that's enough. If I see you bothering him one more time, 
this party is over. After that, the entitled aunt left me all alone, but the entitled cousin started crying and yelling about wanting that watch, which Giyu, the good uncle, quickly made her shut up about it. For the rest of the party, the entitled aunt gave me death stares whenever I was around, but the good uncle kept her and EC shut. That night, GC apologized to me for her sister's behavior, the good cousin that is, but I told her it's not her fault. The next day, I woke up earlier than the others, packed my bags, and took the earliest minibus back home. I sent them a text that I had to get home early for work and left it at that. My mom called me later that day asking me why I argued with the entitled aunt, and I told her the whole story. She just started laughing and told me she'll talk to the entitled aunt about it. I haven't heard from the entitled aunt or her family since, but I recently texted my good cousin happy birthday on her birthday, and she thanked me. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Under r slash just N-O-M-I-L. Just no mother-in-law. Posted by user Throw a Family Matter. My mother in law just missed the baby announcement. Sucks for her, but it's her own stupid fault at this point. And the wife even agrees. We had a birthday announcement for our first on Labor Day because that's hilarious. And it's not unusual for my family to have an end of summer slash Labor Day party, so it wasn't conspicuous. We had invited my wife's family, mother-in-law, father-in-law, and brothers. The mother-in-law had refused, complaining about the cost of gas to get here and back, so I offered to pay for their gas both ways. Then they complained about having to bring something to the barbecue because, you know, money's tight. Yeah, sure. To which I told them, because they're driving here, not to worry about bringing anything. And then they're worried about driving back late and I reminded her that we have the guest rooms and they could stay here if they needed to. Then it just came down to, we don't plan on coming to visit. Oh, yeah, fool. That's why I'm giving you like a month and a half warning to plan. So that really just meant we just don't want to come. Short of telling them we have a surprise during the barbecue, we need you to be there. There was no way to get them to come. My wife was in on the planning and the invite attempts the whole time and she knew it was going to go this way the whole time. She knew her parents were gonna break her heart about not coming for no good reason. They're not elderly, they can make the drive. And I knocked down any obstacles they put up. So the barbecue came and went, and the announcement was met with fanfare. I knew it would be from my family. Then comes the time for the other shoe to drop. It's been three days and the mother-in-law is radio silent. We know that she will be ticked, that she wasn't in on the announcement with my family, 
but my wife has decided on mailing them an announcement instead. My wife even said, quote, they made the choice not to come. I'm not going to let them make me feel guilty, unquote, which I couldn't be more proud of. But I know it's once the rubber meets the road and her parents lean into her about it, it's going to hurt. So basically, I'm waiting for the moment where the mother-in-law or the father-in-law lay into her and I can tag in and destroy them as they deserve. I really need to think of something that really conveys, yeah, you screwed up. I tried making it as simple as possible for you to come, but because it didn't mean something to you, then you decided not to come. And you missed an amazing family memory. This is your fault. Don't lay anything on my wife. This is on you. Bitch. Might suffice, but got any suggestions? Stepdad cheats on my mom, so we get revenge. Posted by user Lone Ranger under r slash pro revenge. I moved in with my mom after her marriage of 25 years with my bio dad was ended. He was manipulative, but that's another story. Shortly after the divorce, my mom introduced me to her boyfriend at the time, Chris. Now, my mom worked as a corrections officer at the county jail. The boyfriend was a former inmate, in for a DUI. That should have been the first red flag. But my mom was grieving a long marriage and I didn't want to push the subject. Chris seemed to make her happy and that was enough for me. Me, my brother, and my sister moved in with mom and Chris, and we seemed to get along okay. Chris and I bonded a bit over our love of video games, and all seemed well. That is, until 2017. Due to Chris's prior DUI, he had to go in regularly for probationary checkups at the courthouse. One day, he didn't return. We got a little worried. Then we received a phone call from him from Texas. Turns out when he arrived at the courthouse that day, he was jumped by the FBI. His family from Texas was implicated on a number of gang and drug-related crimes, and due to a situation where he was in a vehicle during a drug handoff, he was on the hook as well. He ended up agreeing to testify against his family in exchange for a shorter sentence and allowing to be out of prison before the trial. Mom was distraught. And over the course of many phone calls over a year, they worked out their marriage plans when he returned. His store owner at the Dairy Queen he worked at allowed him to come back as well, back to his store manager position. Soon after, the drinking started. Now, obviously, because of his DUI, Chris was clearly no stranger to drinking. He began to drink more and more, to the point where he was consuming half a 24-pack of beer a day. Chris was a mean drunk. He regularly started fights when wasted and they never got physical. He wasn't exactly kind with his words though. My mom enabled his behavior for several years saying the stress was getting to him from work and from the upcoming trial. Finally, after several years, my mom had enough. Chris came home extremely drunk one night and my mom confronted him. She asked if he had been drinking and when he didn't deny it, she kicked him out. He went to live with a friend temporarily. The next morning, mom asked us to help gather a few of his essentials so that he didn't have to re-enter the home unless he was sober. While we were gathering his things, we heard a knock at the front door. 
We opened it to find Betty, one of Chris's coworkers and someone I went to high school with. She told my mom that she had something important to share. After sitting my mom down and telling her not to share where she got the info from, Betty told my mom about how Chris was cheating on my mom with Darla in and around the workplace, how Betty had caught them, how Chris told her that if she ever told my mom, he'd fire her. He was the store manager. And finally, how Darla was pregnant. My mom was angry. After the initial shock wore off, she told us to round up all of Chris's things and to dump it outside. We took everything out of the house and tossed it all in the alley behind our house. Chris had no reason or ability to return to the house. It was rented with only my mom on the paperwork, so no issues there. In the meantime, she called and confronted him. He confessed to the entire affair and that he was happy Darla was pregnant because that meant he'd finally have a child of his own. Mom refused to have more kids. We three were massive strains on her body and she likely wouldn't survive anymore. He refused to apologize for any of his actions and my mom arranged for him to collect his items in the alley with an officer present and he left our lives. The revenge. Now, my mom clearly wanted to dust her hands of him and move on. She was already quite emotional from the whole ordeal and wanted nothing more from him. But my sister, brother, and I had other ideas. First, we called Chris's workplace. Dairy Queen operates as independently owned franchise and the owner of this branch owns several branches in the area. He was also a good friend and we informed him of the sexual acts being performed on the premises and he went through the process of getting Chris booted from that position and barred him from any of the branches in the area. Funny enough, Betty got his position after he left and now runs a tight, clean ship. Chris no longer had a job or a place to live and so went to live with Darla in a town about an hour away. We found out that he started working at another Dairy Queen in that town and informed the owner of that location of the situation. It took significantly longer due to there being no current indecent actions occurring there, but eventually he lost that job too. Soon after, Chris began driving around our neighborhood, seemingly stalking my mom and our family because of his job loss. Now, due to the whole situation in Texas, he never had his probation lifted for his DUI and thus still did not have a license. He never had a drive when he lived with us since work was local and we could drive him as needed. But here he was clearly driving around by himself when he shouldn't be. We contacted the police and informed them about Darla's vehicle in our neighborhood and that we believe Chris was driving it without a license. We told them to pull over the vehicle the next time they see it, as it would likely be Chris driving again. Sure enough, a few weeks later, we were told Chris indeed was pulled over and sent back to the local jail for driving without a license and while intoxicated. The police also did a search of the home he was staying at and found several guns in the premises. Since he was a felon, he was not legally allowed to have weaponry on the premise, meaning there was more jail time tacked on. By the time his jail time had ended, it was just in time for him to be sent back to incarceration in Texas for the trial. Chris's son was born while Chris was in prison and Darla cut ties with him while he was in prison. During his prison time, Chris started sending tons of letters to my mom, stating how sorry he was, pleading to take him back, and ranting about it wasn't his fault, all in the same letter, mind you. 
Mom burnt every one of them. We moved on, moving out of state. Chris evidently got out of prison some years ago and now lives in Kansas, struggling and fighting child support, which Darla sued him for. Mom now has a new boyfriend who treats her right and cares a lot more for her than Chris ever did. My brother and sister moved on and out, and I still live with mom, assisting her with the newly purchased home that we've been renovating. Life's looking okay, but I was reminded of this by a chat with a coworker about cheaters, and I thought I'd post it here for others to enjoy. We really appreciate you being with us on today's show. The RR Show is a production of Evergreen Podcast and Wessler Media. Now, if you'd be so kind, follow or subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you also haven't done already, please leave us a very nice five-star review. Thanks, Mom. Also, for more, you can visit rrshow.com. That's rrshow.com. I'm your host, Vince. My producer, Kevin, thank you. We'll see you next time. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.